to make the best of every single moment there to to enjoy the journey um, and and not always be looking to the next thing. Welcome to another episode of Spotlight with Dave Subby, founder of Webworks. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about learning, really, and the lessons that Dave has learned from becoming a serial entrepreneur, into running his current business, Webworks, and how that's grown, and he's had to learn about management and the management of people and the personal management of people. Welcome. Can you give us a bit of an introduction to yourself and Webworks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Dave Southey and uh, I've kind of born and bred, grown up in Nottingham and have been making websites my whole life pretty much. Um, and Webworks Design is, is our, uh, my company and we build websites. So when did you make your first one? Uh, probably about 14. Oh, wow. What did you use? Um, it was probably by hand, actually. I used to build them by hand when I first started. Um, it was very different a long time ago. About half your life ago? Yeah, over half my life ago. Have you always done this? You done anything else? Not, yeah, I've always done this, really. Um, Did, didn't you have a business to start with? A business before? A few different businesses. They've always been web-focused. So I've, I've worked in everything from, from software through to e-commerce through to like brochure and lead generating websites. But but yeah, always web-based. Um, have you ever had a job? Uh, yeah, I did have a job for one year. Um, a long time ago. Doing? Uh, it was doing web. I was doing web for, for, a, for a company, yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, didn't stay there very long before uh, venturing out and starting another company. So you really only ever had one job? Yeah, unless we're counting Sainsbury's when I was a teenager. Uh, could count Sainsbury's, but no, not really. So you was that job at the very start of your career? No, so I'd actually started a business, grown a business, building websites, ran that for quite a few years. Um, and then, uh, yeah, took a job at a company uh, to build a web division there for them. Um, so kind of launched and started that and worked there for about a year um, before then separating and then uh, going back again and starting a new uh, web company by myself. Cool. So you are literally a serial entrepreneur then? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, a few businesses now. Yeah. Um, the most recent being Webworks, which was about four years ago, 2017. So did you sell what before? Yes. Yeah. So built a piece of software. Um, web piece of software, uh, which we worked on for a few years, me and my business, current business partner, um, which we then sold uh, before, and that's when we then started Webworks. So you obviously you sold the name of it as well then? Yes. Uh, the whole thing? Yeah. Who, who did you sell it to? Uh, a company over in Birmingham. So you just bought the whole thing? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What was it? Um, uh, piece of management software. Mm -hmm. It was used uh, primarily by churches. Um, and they used it to manage volunteers and teams and people and all of that. So a CRM-like system. For the church? Yeah. And um, was it like parish level that it was used at? Uh, a real wide variety. Mm. Used from both huge groups of churches and also small churches just using it for themselves. 
Uh, one of my one of the biggest challenges that I'm definitely finding at the moment is uh, managing a growing team um, from literally like logistics, as in who's doing what every day and how we're trying to organise that and what the best process for that is. So I know your team's grown through COVID as well, mm. hasn't it? So like, what advice would you have for me or anybody that's managing a managing a team, managing a growing team? Yeah, so yeah, so our team has grown during COVID. It's been an interesting time of taking people on and people moving and changing roles and um, a real de- time of development for people. And, and I would say that that is the main thing that I've learned is, is actually to focus on each individual and what their next stage is, um, how they grow, how they develop, how they improve at what they're doing. And that's really what's created a team of people who've, who've stuck around, who've wanted to grow, wanted to learn something new, um, and have, have grown in relationship with each other as well. And, and with me, that as a team, we've all gelled better together um, and learned like, how we can be more and more effective. Um, and that's kept us strong when everything's going great and easy. Uh, but also when people have got the challenges, it's, it's, it's made those much easier to work with because uh, we've got strong relationships and, and people are, are developing. I think one of the things that I've found the biggest challenge is like working out how to make money when you can't hold down a job is basically an necessity. So it's like if you're unemployable, you need to work out how to make some money. But um, like managing people, uh, it's, it's not... Like you can be a natural manager, can't you? And you can be like a natural entrepreneur. But the two are very rarely the same, if you know what mm, I mean. So sure. like, I think um, when we when I first hired Jules, I had like three months of like terrible management. Like, what do you want to do today type thing. Uh, and that for me is like something that I'm having to work on myself. Like uh, from like going from founder to like leader, so to speak. It's not really something that you ever envisaged that you'd have to do. So like, like managing people is just an ongoing challenge. And from the, the reading and stuff I've done, it's like every time you add a layer on, you have to kind of change your tactic because what you were doing before isn't necessarily scalable to the new number of people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and each person that you bring in brings in a new set of skills and abilities and a new kind of level of diversity to the team, Yeah, um, which... It could be seen as a problem, but it was also uh, a huge benefit if you use that well. And so uh, we've, we've definitely had that where people have joined and it's like, oh, we've all, everyone's shifted a bit in their role and very much a small company like yourself. And so um, people are overlapping with roles. And so when you bring somebody new and it just create a new opportunity for creativity and uh, people to expand and diversify and, and focus, specialise in what they're doing and, also take and lose responsibilities. Yeah, like yeah. which ones don't you want, which ones do you want, which ones is strong and which ones are you not strong at. And those conversations can be quite difficult, I think, as well, when you're like maybe telling somebody that they should give something up that they want to keep and you're like, but you're actually lots better at this other thing. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. a challenge, yeah. We've all had setbacks. Uh, we've all had setbacks, obviously. Uh, the path of running a business is never easy. Uh, tell us about a setback and how you overcame it. Sure. Yeah, I think I think the recurring one for us has been trying to accommodate everybody, trying to be the everybody's answer. Um, and there's been a lesson that we've learned over and over again, and continue to learn. Um, how what what are we providing, and who are we the answer to? And not trying to be everybody's answer, not trying to suit everybody, but actually determining what we're focused on and what our strategies are and, and who they will work really well for. 
because that's then allowed us to really focus and find businesses that we can support and we can grow and we can develop and we can build relationship with um, where it isn't, it isn't a waste of time. Uh, but actually it's really beneficial for both parties. And, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a constant challenge with, with web. It's such a diverse world of solutions that people provide and people want. Um, but we're, we're not the right solution for everybody. No. And so it's, it's all about trying to find like-minded businesses who, who want to thrive and, and, and build a, a strong online presence um, that will fit and then we can, we can uh, bolster their business and develop their business with them. And that's like, I suppose, from your perspective, like with thinking like that, it's about trying to find the, uh, the tangible revenue, isn't it? As opposed to like trying to find all the revenue by just saying yes to everything. Cause it's just about um, the, the revenue that you can make from those that fit your offering and finding ones that want that offering as opposed to like just seeing the whole marketplace, which I think there's loads of sort of web agencies go wrong. And yeah, it absolutely. just scales to the portion where you've got a specialist in where they hold the mouse on the screen for the length of time. It's like it's a lot of money for someone like that to be in your business to provide that level of service which you might only really need on ASOS. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? and, and the thing is when you, you go that far, you end up with people focusing on areas that actually just drain resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so when, when keeping that focus and of, of who we're serving and what our offering is, um, has allowed us to just excel uh, in both the quality of what we provide and the efficiency in which we provide that. Um, yeah. That trading resource though, I think that's been a problem with the tech, like the digital marketing industry for years. And like people think that they need to pay for this website that's going to cost all of this money when it's actually the resource is just poorly allocated to the build, which means the price tag is to make an inefficient website, isn't it? Like they could look exactly the same, it's just how it's put together. So we just led on from talking about um, overcoming setbacks. And it's interesting that you talked about a setback being actually something that you'd learned Mm. because obviously you've probably fucked up before by saying we can do that and it costs too much or whatever. So um, is that the biggest thing you've learned then? Like how to structure what you're actually doing? Yeah, I think so. I I think it's been... To, to look at it a slightly different way, it's been working out what's the reason behind a website for any given business? Actually, what does success look like um, for, for, for you, for your website? What, what is success if we're to look at it after a year's time? How are we going to measure if that has succeeded or not? Um, and, and that then is something to weigh up the, the, the value of it, the time and the money and everything else that goes into that. You've then got a, a tag to work to because you, you, you know what you're measuring um, and so far too many people see it as a website as a thing they need to do um, and they don't measure and look at what what value that holds for the business um, and can end up going both ways both cutting corners and doing a rushing a website that isn't going to achieve what they needed it to but also people going massively overboard and putting too much resource into something that that isn't necessary for their goals so you've learned how to manage that expectation yeah, learning to clarify um, what our offering is and, and working out how does that fit and how does that suit and, and what does the project need to look like that 
um, actually it, it is driven by business goals um, and needs to be. Otherwise, we're just throwing money at something and hoping for the best. So I think where, where we have a similarity in that respect is like we'd obviously are a social media content-led agency and that we've not really pursued any of the sort of like traditional online components that have been around for 10 and 12 years. Um, and I think that's because actually the staff that we hire to do the social stuff, it doesn't necessarily lend well to their skill sets. Mm-hmm. And I think looking at other agencies, uh, they are very heavily on SEO, pay-per-click, etc., cetera, et cetera. And I think it would have been a mistake for us to go down and mm-hmm. offer that mm-hmm. as we are as a paid service and not as a free of charge service like we do. Um, because I just think we would have just put all our eggs in another basket where somebody else was. And definitely for us, it's like focus on just being the content people. And yeah. There's others yeah. that yeah. we can support the basics of it, but there's other people that are far better off doing the SEO or it's like with websites, just make basic websites, pass it to an expert once it's got proof of concept. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so what is the worst part of your job? I, I don't think there is a worst part. Um, I think uh, there's, there's obvious uh, challenges that come my way, but but yeah, there's, there's nothing that stands out for me as, as the worst bit of my job. My singing? Up there. Yeah. Yeah, my singing early on a Saturday morning. Best part of the job? I think the best part for me is building relationships. I actually I, I really kind of look forward to and enjoy um, calls and the whole relationship side building and net, network building of my of my role. Um, I love that. Uh, it isn't necessarily where I, what I would have said five years ago, um, but I've grown in it and it is one of my favourite bits. I prefer it not to be quite so much on Zoom, but yeah. um, we, we put up with that um, and make the best of it. Um, but yeah, I think getting to meet just a wide, diverse group of people Diverse types of businesses, um, always learning something, making a new relationship, new business, new market, um, learning more and and working out um, how we can partner with more and more people to to grow their business. I would uh, say the worst part of the job, you kind of where your business is at now, it's kind of gone through it. So I think if I like played back, that there are obviously are bad parts of the job, like putting up flat pack furniture, which I seem to do a lot of right now. I think that on reflection, the sacrifice that I made and you will have made in the past, that was the worst part of the job. But you can only now see that on reflection. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. And it probably also kind of leads into some of the best bits. It's actually finding somebody who's great at something that really is not your strength and being able to go, I can now hand that on and... It's not just being done, but being done far better. better. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like going right the way back to when we started the company, just me and my business partner. Um, there's definitely a lot that we had to do then that we did not enjoy. Um, but it was worth it to build a team that we've got today. I think it's like, for me, like I actually full on believed in myself as well that I was going to do it. But I think on reflection, the worst part was like the loss of the time. I was like, you can't get it back and you can't go and change it because you wouldn't be where you are today if you hadn't have done that. But I think when you play it back, like, later, like, you know, when you work long hours, it's like 60 nowadays for three years mm. and there's not mm. much there's not much weekends and stuff like that. And most people just 
don't get that bit. So like Stephen Bartlett's content uh, on like work-life balance is in quite sharp contrast to Gary Vaynerchuk's where he's like talking about like a work-life balance and in, in some of the stuff that he's, I know I think in his book and stuff, he's like, you know, he's talking about how you shouldn't be like a slave to the desk. But I don't think you would find an entrepreneur anywhere that's not apt to do that. And I mm, think mm. on reflection for me, the worst part of actually starting a business was that loss of years. Sure. Like no holidays. Like you have weekends, don't you? But you're not really present. Mm. You're like thinking about the massive list of shit that yeah. you've still yeah. got to do. Yeah, there's, well, there's a huge demand and, and I mean, you never get that time back. No. But actually, but it's actually time that you have invested into something um, and, and ultimately that's your future. You, you've created the thing that, that brings you joy, hopefully, um, and the thing that gives you fulfilment. And and for me, all those late nights, all those weekends was was worth it to, to build what we have today, to team of people who enjoy working together, who enjoy their jobs. Um, and get to see other businesses succeed and build relationships is is what we always wanted. Yeah. Um, and and the slog to get there is worth it. Didn't know I wanted that at the start though. No, what I, I think definitely what I wanted is has changed and shifted yeah. over the years. Um, but actually, more and more over time, I've realised that actually I'm looking for something that fulfills. I'm looking for something that. Um, brings joy and and some of that is is bringing joy to others it's it's building those relationships which have value to them um that keep, keep a smile on your face over the weekend where hopefully you're working a little bit less yeah my favorite part is still paying the salary yeah yeah it's still my favorite part paying the wages like it still seems even all of this time on it still seems quite surreal that you once a month go and send everybody their salary. <laughs> it's quite, a, it's, I find it quite a humbling, uh, it's quite a humbling thing to do. Yeah. Each yeah. month, especially when you pay yourself last. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, so the last year has been mad. Uh, and I remember like we zoomed quite a lot at the start of it, which was basically just looking into each other's eyes going, have you heard anything that the government doesn't know? <laughs> basically, yeah. that's basically it for a few weeks, quite a lot of boozing. Um, I would say massive lessons learned and I think trying to steer away from like what have you learned about yourself during COVID it's like mm. what have you what have you learned in this period that will go forward with you as a learning because this won't be the last pandemic I wouldn't imagine even in our lifetimes now mm. looking at the science or we're going to have to manage it all and everything's changed and it flexibility it's all here to stay so what would you say is what would you what advice or what lesson have you learned that you'd sort of pass on to other leaders because everyone's got different things they've learned yeah sure yeah i think i think for me it has all come down to the, the value of people like people personally have learned about family and friends and, and value somehow differently now as some people have have missed things that they didn't realize they were going to miss and they think realize they're taking things for granted that they uh, hadn't previously realized and so like as a, as a business uh, very much found it's like oh there's a, there's a lot we just took for granted that how easy it was just to be together and actually remotely has been a lot of hard work um, easy to do the work part yeah really yeah, difficult yeah. to do all the other important things which yeah. which have a healthy team um, and so for us there's, there's been a lot of hard work a lot of hard work in 
how do you, without being in the same room, look after people, help people, help people grow um, and develop? And so there's, there's definitely a lot that we've learned there, a lot of... Um, actually, I suppose now we're having to put time in the diary to be team, to be together, to talk about things that may have naturally happened before. But that's helped us to value those things. It's helped us to work out these things that are important to us, we now want to make space for. And actually some of these things that previously we did, we don't do anymore um, because we're, we're just choosing not to make space um, for those things in the diary. And so I think we're far more intentional. I think we're far more intentional about how the diary looks for a week, what we put in and what we don't and how full it is and where we make space for time as a team and, and personal development and all the things that are really important to us. And so I think that's something that we've had a real focus on is, is just how, how do we organise time wisely? What is valuable? Um, and like organising time together is definitely more efficient if you organise the time together as opposed to it just being sporadically throughout the week and actually having an agenda and a set of objectives to achieve from that hour or that two hours where you took it for granted before, whereas yeah. now like, actually that's, you, you, you've got to use this time efficiently. Yeah. As opposed to just, I mean, whatever. It's so easy to waste time it is, it? It is. when you're in an office environment. Yeah. I think one of the things that we 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 I've looked at is um, not so much now we're back into the swing of things, but definitely like your commutes, and like spending time in the car mm-hmm. to go somewhere. It's like it's point. Some of it is pointless, and it made me realise that sometimes before I was probably a bit of a not a busy fool because there was an intention and a reason for going to the place but you know i'd definitely rather just zoom a client for a quick catch-up as opposed to driving to leicester or half a day gone to not gone in the sense that you it's not value to go there but if it's just a quick these the posts this is this this is that this is all sorted which we did used to do they don't want to do that either so no interesting that how you value your time differently even like just the 20 minute commute to get here i think to myself 40 minutes of your day yeah do you need to do that today yeah. yes or no um i'm more of a yes but and i'm finding that because i never before didn't ever not come into the office like it's now nice to be able to think i'm gonna have the morning at home and i think i think all of that for me is just i've learned that i like being busy i yeah. like doing a lot but i don't like being in a rush and i think i lived a lot of my life in a, in a rush, rush before, yeah in a rush the next thing and so actually not getting the best out of the current thing, yeah. whatever that is. And that's eating my breakfast yeah. or that's in a meeting. But actually being more ordered and structured and intentional about my diary has allowed me to rush less. That I do put an hour in the diary to speak with this person and I'm not rushing and thinking about the next thing because I've organised it, I've booked it in now. Yeah. And it's not just this off-the-cuff conversation that I am rushing because I'm aware I've got something else to go to. And so it's... It is, it's been really intentional about what am I booking in. Now I don't need to rush because now I've, I've set this time aside for this thing that's important to me. I'm trying to work out how much time I need at the end of each Zoom to try and process whatever came off of that Zoom. So I can just tie it all up. That's done. And then if, if I've got an hour to the next one or whatever, actually yeah. you, you, you have, a, have a coffee or spend some time talking to the team or uh, whatever whatever external you might work on. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting like, Zoom, you know, we've Zoomed for a year, let's say. Ah, at the start, there was no, like, there's a talk to somebody on the, with no real structure like now, like quarter to the hour, you're like, right, think about wrapping this up. You need to process and send them the information or whatever. So yeah, 
to, I call it like, uh, before, before, before for me, it was like the 99p McDonald's coffee. Right. Uh, it's yeah. like, you're so in a rush, the only place you could get a coffee from is a 99p McDonald's yeah. coffee yeah. on some backwater road somewhere or some motorway. Yeah, 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 yeah literally. How have you personally dealt with COVID and how has your business adapted? Sure. Yeah, so COVID's been a huge challenge for so many people and, and impacted everybody differently. It's been such a strange time hearing about different people and how it's impacted their lives in, in different ways. Um, for us as a company, in some ways, very little changed. We continued doing the same work, but from home. Um, but at the same time, it did shift a lot of mentalities. It shifted a lot of priorities for, for a lot of people. And so for me personally, it, it was a time where I did really reevaluate what's important, what's valuable. Um, and things like exercise, which had ended up far too far down my list of priorities, I was able to prioritize. Um, and so sorting some of that out has been really good um, and been really healthy. And then, and as a business, um, really for us, it was it was honing in on what we're doing. Um, what we offer now is very similar to what we offered before, but it's been a great time for us just to clarify, to be clear. So we actually rebranded during this last year, um, took the chance to to look at the whole company. What, what is our focus? Who are, who are our target audience? Who are we trying to look after? Um, and how are we doing that? What is our strategy to be able to do that? And so as, as part of that rebranded, uh, refocused and, and it's just brought more and more systems in place to allow us to really efficiently provide solutions which we we know are going to help businesses succeed not just a, just not just an idea not just something that's thrown out there but actually far more proven strategies uh, that we know we can repeat um, and we know are going to be a success so if you went back and spoke to your teenage self what advice would you give yourself yeah I think for me, one of the things that I've learned is that it's really easy to keep rushing to a destination, to keep having your eyes upon a destination and keep racing for the next thing and not enjoy the journey along the way. Um, we kind of touched on that already yeah. earlier. Some of just like the, the early parts of business, which are a challenge, but there's actually a lot of fun in that. There's actually a lot of joy in that. that I think you can miss by just looking to the future, just waiting for the next bit. Um, and missing some of the great moments that are in that time. Um, I think when your eyes are fixed somewhere else, you can, you can miss the, the joy of a new relationship that you've got, a, a new client, a new project, a new whatever it might be. Um, and so I think my advice to, to my teenage self would have been to, to make the best of every single moment there, to, to enjoy the journey um, and, and not always be looking to the next thing. Uh, and and missing out on the joy of what's happening. Similar to mine, I would say that I'd definitely be more in the now. Mm. Uh, especially when I was at uni and stuff, I was already like thinking about the next bit, and I just wasn't really. Um, well, I'm 37 now, so it took yonks to get here. So there's been loads of time before. Mm. So yeah, definitely similar sort of vibe for me. It would be definitely be like enjoy some of the now a bit more, uh, but also like. It, it will happen I think it's like yeah. yeah just if you believe that it will happen and you're prepared to do the work it will it something will it, something will come off if, if that's in your career or running a business or whatever you apply mm. yourself to really mm. um what is the one 
what one piece of advice would you give to somebody started out? Sure. Yeah, I think yeah, on, on a similar theme, one of the things that I've seen so many businesses try and do when they start out is to try and do too much, try and offer too much and try and have this real wide net that suits everybody rather than actually looking at where where is your offering different? What are you going to offer that's unique? How are you going to stand out? What is going to be, what's your strategy? What is that going to be? Whether that's a product or a service. And so I think the um, it's something that I've got right and wrong over the years at different stages of business. Um, but I can see the times where we've excelled, the times we've done well, is the times where we've been really clear on what we're looking to do. Um, so I think just that clarity of like, what what is your idea? Uh, what are you bringing uh, that somebody else needs? And, and how is that going to change uh, their business or their life or whatever it might be? Um, so I think a real focus uh, that is, is really something that a lot of people miss um, and would change the first few years or whatever of a business if you had that drive right from the start. Good answer. What's next for yourself and Webworks? Sure. So, yeah, so for us, um, like we've mentioned, we've got had a really interesting time of, of growing the team, of people being able to specialise in their different areas, of, of honing in more on what we offer um, and, and be really clear on that. I think for, for me, what I'm, I'm excited about in this next period with the real strong foundation that we've got now is to start to look at strategies that we know we can repeat, um, that we can apply to businesses that we know we can, we can go in and we can change a business because we've proven it um, and we've done it before and we've seen it work. Uh, there are so many people out there who just have a, a website that works like a business card. It's great. You go at it, you look at it, you find a bit of information, you might give them a call on the back of it. But so many people miss beyond that. What's your strategy for your online presence? How are you going to be more visible online in six months' time than you are now? How are you going to reach the people that you can't reach any other way? Um, because that's where they are. They are they're on the phones, they're on the tablets, they're on the computers. Um, and so working on strategies for, for different businesses and different markets on how they do it, how it works for them, um, and being able to have, have proven uh, methods that we know are going to develop. Do you think that the... Uh... Do you think that the idea of growth has changed from through the pandemic? I think it has. I, I think at least the, for a lot of people, the focus of how they're going to get that has. I've spoken to so many businesses over the last year who've shifted from a, a mentality of how do we just drive in more leads? How do we just get in contact with more people to actually looking at how do we make the business more healthy? Um, how do we make our staff more healthy? How do we make projects run smoother? How do we have happier clients? Um, and that's a different kind of growth. It's an internal yeah. growth uh, that I think is actually what brings longevity rather than just, you can get another thousand leads in, which might bring in a bit of money today, but what effects that could have had in three years time? Whereas when you've built your team, when you've built your strategies, when you've built your models, when you've invested internally um, and you've grown as a company, uh, I think that is really where businesses will see success in the future. I think it's be interesting to like look at the size of the business and how that business then grows based on the timing. So I think if you were in like you know a bigish company now and you're in that scale up phase or whatever they call it, and you're like a hundred strong, I think like flexibility of working and all of that stuff, like that will probably be the biggest challenge to 
those types mm, of mm. companies. I think that um, for me, for me personally, I think that the nature of, of like the idea of scaling is definitely changed. I think the moment that I realised that we were going to survive, even though I told all the staff everything was cool, like that was just based on cash in the bank. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like I can pay these people for a year type thing or whatever but then I was like fuck like but what is that yeah I think when I realised that we were going to be alright and the revenue and everything sort of like stabilised and then we looked at like how hard everyone was doing and I think like it just given me a different concept of like what you're actually attaining and trying to achieve with wealth as mm. per se like actually you don't need loads of money sure. it, it, it doesn't make you happy like you look at all the miserable sods, most of them are quite rich. It, like, it doesn't actually yeah, make yeah. you happy. And I definitely think that one of the things that I've taken out of it is like you mentioned earlier, like rushing. It's like, mm. it doesn't matter whether you get there this year, next year. It's only like the hype around scale that's like created by these people that come in and tell you that you're doing it wrong. Yeah. That makes you go in a different way. And that's actually, I don't, I think you can just. I think companies of our size will just scale now at their own rate mm. as opposed to being like influenced by investment or whatever. Because actually, it doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah, and I, th- I think it's the difference between like, what's your goal. Yeah. Is your goal to increase revenue or is your goal to build a healthy business? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, although some things will look the same for both of those, I think they're driving down very different routes, different journeys together. The pandemic taught me that the, the business that I'd built before was a healthy business, which is why it didn't go to shit as soon as everything kicked off. Yeah. And I was like, we were able to like do invoice free for three months. Yeah. And I think when you got through the other side of that, we were like, oh, we see you like doing all right again, type thing. Like that made me realise that that pursuit, that I don't personally have like a pursuit of wealth. Mm. Um, and it'd be interesting to see whether that floats down more with like the way that people are changing and the way that they feel about things. You know, it's like roof over your head, food in the cupboards, walk on the park. That was life. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's actually, they're quite simple aspirations in life. And I think if you've got those things, I think like this idea of like ch- chasing this infinite goal of money doesn't really fit with mm. like some of the things that you've touched on, like yeah, looking yeah. after your staff, looking yeah. being sustainable. I don't think that fits. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see which way it goes. We won't know now for another like five or ten years time, but we'll probably end up with some really like happy, super efficient, super profitable companies that look very different to like these big wannabe corporate machines, which yeah, is what yeah. people perceive scale mm, is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And I think I think that actually will be a healthier society. With more right. businesses like that who are growing that way where they, the, the focus and the intention is just completely different. Um, but they achieve healthy growth that, that grow people yeah. um, and, and grow relationships and, and all of that. It's like if I have a conversation with somebody now and they said to me, oh, what did you do dur- during lockdown? And I said, oh, scaled the business. And they say, oh, I had, what, 100 staff? And they're like, eight. Uh, that's not scaling. Oh, that's scale to me. Like that's, yeah. I've gone from three to eight. What do you call that? But that's scaling, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. just not this perception of it's like, yeah. 
I was speaking to some app company the other day, and it's like, we're going to get two million in, and we're going to bring in. I was like, why? Why? Why do you need to do that? You don't need all of these people. You're not making any money. You're like, you're scaling something to say that you're scaling it, but that's not in. It's not the same scaling as me. Yeah, yeah. I'm profitably scaling to pay everybody. Whereas that's borrowing money to scale something that where basically most people possibly end up unemployed mm. or it doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interested to see whether there's a change in that notion of scaling a product yeah. and just pumping cash into it for no reason. Yeah. 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 You've the artificial growth that, that doesn't last. So that completes this episode of Spotlight with. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe, and we'll see you really soon for some more episodes.